and uh, Hello Walt. Uh, first of all, I must really apologize for making this tape so late, but uh, I'm. Uh, well, I suppose I was quite busy, and I'm also not very sure whether what I'm saying uh, will be of all that help since we have corresponded very thoroughly. And also, I'm sure you all have figured out everything. But anyway, I might as well uh, put all my thinking in the tape and uh, send it to you. I'm recovering from a cold, so you hear some sniffing here and there. Pardon me. <coughs> well, first of all, to really send greetings to you all, for my family. We are doing rather well. Uh, I... And Walt, thanks for your birthday card. It is such a treat. <laughs> also, uh, just to let you know again that how thankful we are for the Lord. And Walt, you know that uh, as I come back since we met in Germany, and as usual, so many of the thinking of your thinking has influenced my life. And I thank God for knowing you and for... Uh, the deep impact you have in my life. You need to keep praying for me so that I will grow and really become a man of God. Also, uh, as I evaluated my life, I don't think there's any other man whose ideas have influenced me as much. But anyway, better get down to business. I can't, I'm not very good at saying emotional words. Now, first of all, let me just go through the present situation. Uh, as to myself, I'm doing pretty well. You need to pray for me, but uh, I, as to my job, it doesn't seem to be too overwhelming for me at the time being. I, uh, I, it seems to be quite manageable, and and. Uh, we have all that we need and it probably come timely because as I mix around with this businessman I obviously have to spend more and uh, and it's very handy to have a big jump in my salary so all in all I think I'm doing pretty well as to the ministry I uh, we just had a retreat recently, about two weeks ago. All the ministry leaders, we gathered together and just refresh ourselves and share with one another what the directions and all that's going on. And all in all, I think the ministry is, by God's grace, growing very well. In the last six months, there are about 200 people who accepted Christ from all nooks and corners. The encouraging point is, we found that this year, the new decisions are sticking on. In fact, we seem to have about a 90% retention. And for this, we can thank God. Another encouraging point is, um, another encouraging point is, below these key leaders, 
underneath them, we can now clearly see a whole layer of new leaders, a definite clear-cut second generation. And in fact, many of our present leaders has sort of passed the ministry on to these new layers, this new second generation. And they are stepping back, letting them run the ministry, while, they, while the leaders, that is our key leaders, have ventured to start some new ministries. So that this second generation can can uh, can carry on the present ministry. A third encouraging point is below this second generation, we can the third generation is in sight. So there's a lot of good men coming up, growing, and uh, the Lord has given is really blessing, and we are grateful. Um, However, there are still many problems, and we need your prayer. One is, how exactly to, to tie these men together? How much should one do to, to make sure that they share with one another, unite their hearts, and help one another? As the ministry goes, grows, there's, there are pressures to, to focus on one own ministry, and therefore less time to spare to relate with one another. And I certainly need wisdom on knowing how to just supervise and oversee some of these men. Then uh, certain new areas like uh, like we have now a whole bunch of young doctors, and we are not sure how to to maximize their presence exactly as to what ministry they can do. We are at the present thinking of a possible hospital ministry. That means they serve in the hospital and then try to form a team in the hospital, which may consist of nurses, lab technicians, and so on. Then, uh, of course, we are also thinking of a graduate ministry because we are having a lot of graduates coming up from the university. And of course, another new thing is this businessman ministry. <coughs> Thomas Chan Tong, the neurosurgeon, I'm sure you all remember him, will be leaving for the UK for one year and uh, and his ministry will be handed down to his a team of his leaders consists of three men uh, one doctor one dentist and uh, the third one is a business executive so we are praying that his ministry will continue to grow in spite now this is the present state of the ministry in certain ways Another thing is Johnson. I'm sure Walt, you remember him. Lee has not met him before, but he's our man in China. He's now back in Hong Kong. And to cut a long story short, he, he don't seem to be able to cope adequately in China. So we have asked him to come back to Hong Kong for a while. He's getting married and do pray for him. 
he will be starting a new ministry, but he's still going, living through the bruise of what to do in terms of China. And we are still not very sure. So do pray for him. Alright, now, then let's, let me pass on to the um, businessman ministry here in Hong Kong. Well, uh, let me again just review some of the backgrounds. The reason why we are thinking of this businessman ministry is because, as I said to Lee many times, we have, I think, penetrated quite many different levels of people here in Hong Kong. We have worked with factory workers, we have worked among white collars, and among young executives, young doctors, among uh, middle-aged doctors, middle-aged professional people who is tied in with Thomas and Johnson is now back in Hong Kong to start what he called a, a pale blue ministry that means those who are between the white collar and the factory workers those who are in the middle we have worked among uh, university students as you know and their graduates among technicians uh, who graduated from the poly. We have worked among young couples, worked with pastors and uh, nurses, so and also high school students and teachers. So we have more or less covered quite a large spectrum of Hong Kong society. What is not touched, however, is this top 5% of mature businessmen who has the money but who might be leaving Hong Kong in fact all of them will probably plan to leave Hong Kong who live mis miserable lives in fact the more I am involved the more I realize how miserable they are uh, immorality is rampant they uh, <coughs> they often cheat one another they have no real friends and uh, they just stay in Hong Kong so that they can make a fast dollar now this is the group of men we are trying to reach many of them are quite arrogant but suddenly the Lord has something in mind for them now uh, I I do not think that it is easy to reach them or that they may be the most strategic group in Hong Kong. However, it's obvious that if we can disciple a group of them and challenge them to remain, then they will really, if they really give themselves to the Lord, then they really do have resources and potential that the Lord can use. So this is a, a group of men who, if we somehow can disciple them, they can be very strategic and worthwhile. And uh, if it's God's will, then I'm sure it can be a reality. Now, I don't know how to reach this group of businessmen. I'm not one of them. And the more I'm involved, the more inadequate I feel. You all need to pray for me. Certainly, uh, if this ministry be will be an extension of 
the U.S. Businessman Ministry. It might work out. So I am sure it's God's grace that God has prepared Lee in such a context. Anyway, this business group of businessmen can be divided into two categories. You have a larger group of businessmen who basically do understand English but rather speaks in Chinese. Sometimes even if they understand English, their wives would prefer to communicate in Chinese or their wife may understand only a small amount of, Chinese, of English. Now this would probably be the majority or at least two-thirds of all the businessmen in Hong Kong. Right now in my Bible study, there are at least two or three who are in this category. One man that I'm helping called Victor, and he's doing very well by the way. He uh, really is going on for Christ, and I'm so encouraged by his progress. The marvel is, well, he is so much like you, in the sense that he is a philosopher. If you make one statement, he will, he will just groove on it for days. For instance, recently he just spent a couple, at least two weeks just thinking, thinking on this idea of predestination. And his wife said that he even sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and uh, tell his wife he has got it figured out. But the most encouraged, so he's a philosopher and I, I suddenly wish one of these days he can see you. Well, he might be making a trip to the States sometime in August or October, I don't know. And I have been suggesting to him that he make a trip down to Colorado Springs to learn from the feet of the Guru. I hope you work out. But I'm sure you'll find very delightful. He is uh, <coughs> 42 years old, has a good family, good wife who loves the Lord, and uh, who obviously recently, only recently was born again, who was educated as a lawyer qualified as a lawyer and uh, in fact was has got his bar but felt that he wanted to do business and today is a rather successful businessman now Victor speaks good English he got his law education in London but every time we meet for personal time or when we walk and talk we speak Cantonese or Chinese his wife apparently doesn't speak only good English. She has never spoken to me in English. And I think that when I speak English, she only understands me about 50%. So this is a case in point. He is a man, if I want to recruit him, I need to then use Chinese. Now then there's another man in my Bible study by the name of Mr. Chen. He is 50 years old, loves the Lord, Want to serve him, was a very successful textile industrialist. He, uh, <coughs> before he came to know Christ, he was very much involved in horse racing, he even owned a horse himself. Then came to know Christ. Now he can understand about 70% English, but he never speaks it. And so he speaks to me in Chinese. Now, so there's a whole segment of this ministry population that speaks uh, speaks Chinese. 
Then there's a smaller segment of businessmen who speaks English, who rather communicate in English, who rather uh, do everything in English. And Lee is in touch with many of them. One of them is John Wong, that Lee has led to Christ. Then John Chi. Now these men know Lee very well, and they rather speak in English. And they sort of meet on their own and speak in English. And these two groups actually doesn't have too much fellowship except in their business interactions. Now, so therefore, uh, this is the situation in Hong Kong. And, uh, and if you want to reach the whole bunch or the whole group, then in fact, I, I think, I have no hard figures, that this English-speaking group is rather small, maybe only about 10 to 20% of the whole pool. And therefore, the majority still speaks English. Now, the interesting thing is, uh, when I have a chance to talk to both groups, even those in the English group, that is, John Wong, for instance, and others feels that it is important to know Chinese even they because John Wong for instance tell me the deep pain and agony he goes through when he came back to Hong Kong and <clears throat> he knows a little bit of Chinese at least he know enough for to understand people he works with who call him names and he says it hurts him terribly when he when the man he works with call him a, a foreign devil. So I think that especially for a Chinese, if he comes to Hong Kong and minister with this man, <coughs> when one is a Chinese, the people tends to expect certain things from them from him. So for instance, John says that when he couldn't speak Chinese, they just feel that he is out for lunch. So John himself feels that if ones need to be credible, it's so important in Hong Kong to know the language. Anyway, that is the ministry. And uh, I think one big thing that can help us to reach this businessman of Christ is their emptiness. Real emptiness. That's what Victor tells me. Hong Kong is a place that if you have money, there's nothing you cannot buy. Pleasure, wealth, material things, there's nothing one cannot get in Hong Kong. And Victor tells me that, however, once you get all these things, Life is still an empty shell. Total empty shell. So, I think with this angle, we can make an entree into the businessman. Now, at the present moment, I have started one Bible study and another rather small one in my church. Uh, 
The Bible study in the home of Mr. Chen, this textile industrialist, has about five men. And uh, the Bible study in my church, which I only run it once every two weeks, has about two to three businessmen or high-level professional men involved. Then, uh, for on personal time, I spend time with uh, Victor, and Victor is doing very well. He has spent much of his time in evangelism recently, and in fact, in the coming weeks, starting Thursday, we will uh, gather a band of men for lunch, and then we'll start evangelistic Bible study. There are about four of them. There is a, a psychiatrist, a bit another businessman. We'll have, uh, I think, two lawyers, and maybe one of my colleagues. So we're going to get it moving, and you can pray for, for this Bible study group. So Victor is doing very well, and he has a real heart to serve the Lord. Somehow, even though we are so different, God has given us a good relationship. Um, now then, I also spend time with a pediatrician, a very successful pediatrician who is filthy rich. He's uh, Dr. Ng and his wife Dorothy Ng. Lee has met both of them. And he's a bit slow because he has grown up in the church, very traditional. But he's getting along. He's in fact now helping two young couples. And I I meet him just to sort of fellowship and give him tips here and there. Now besides all this, among the English speaking group, I'm helping John Wong. And John is on a trip now, so I do not know how he's getting on. I just have been praying rather regularly for him. Then uh however, uh when Lee comes, we plan to start a Bible study in Hong Kong Central with John Chi and uh, John Wong and probably Philip Chen and uh, one or two more and Ricky Sim who is a diplomat in the Hong Kong Embassy and this Bible study will be in English in fact it will probably be my first English Bible study in Hong Kong so uh, my hands are pretty tied up and uh, as I wrote if Lee don't come I'm sunk now, so this is the present ministry situation. All in all, I think we are already in touch with 15 people, 15 to 20, who has a heart to grow and who probably want some help, except that I have no time to help them. And it just looks rather promising. Somehow God is raising up men who, who are willing to grow and to make their life count for Christ. I'm sure if uh, we'll have a businessman seminar, say it's next year, next Easter for instance, we may be able to get about 30 businessmen out and uh, we'll have a good seminar. Knowingly, I'm sure we'll do very well. Now then, coming to Lee. Well, there's some time now to evaluate Lee uh, since he came. And to be very honest, I have not heard any negative comments, especially from the English-speaking group. They feel that Lee is very appropriate, he can minister, 
and uh, he's uh, he's just the right man especially among the English speaking group they seem to have uh, this aura of him that this uh, view of him that he's really a guy that can do something and I I'm sure Lee will have a ministry here when he comes. Now as to the Chinese speaking group, uh, I think the only comment I can say that is not positive is that he doesn't speak Chinese. And, uh, and that it would be difficult for someone to open up totally to him if he doesn't speak Chinese. So I'm sure Lee can have a ministry, and a big one, a good one, a strategic one. Uh, but I think the language is very key, listening from all that I said. I know it will be difficult to learn a language, but it definitely is very key to the whole strategy and to the whole setup of the ministry. Now, uh, Plus, looking at the whole businessman ministry, I think it would be probably easier to challenge the Chinese-speaking side to remain in Hong Kong after 97 than to challenge the English-speaking side. Because most of the English-speaking side already has got citizenship in America, like John Wong, for instance. But many of the Chinese-speaking side, for instance, Victor, doesn't have the citizenship. And so I think it is easier to challenge them to remain after 1997. So I believe Lee really will, can have a ministry. And uh, it's essential he learns the language. It will be something that he will not regret. Now for the time being, obviously, he can minister to the English-speaking side and I can help in the Chinese-speaking side. But eventually, if he is going to have a flexibility in ministry, he will have to have the language so that he can minister to both sides. And I believe he can do it uh, if he will give his heart to it. Now, I'm, I think one big asset Lee has is his wife, Miltini. Already I can see a vision of ministry in abundance for Miltini. In fact, she has to even now decide on her priorities. When she comes, she will be overwhelmed with all these women and uh, lonely wives of rich men to have time with her. And I'm sure she will have such a ministry in a short time that she will very quickly have to just cut back. So Dorothy already has all kinds of plans for her. And anyway, she'll find out when she comes. <laughs> Now, so, I feel that when Lee and Miltini comes, they will have so much on their hands. The ministry will just be bustling. And I'm sure God is behind it. I can see God's finger in the whole thing because uh, just out of nothing, all these men are coming up and, and they're all older than me. And yet, very teachable, very open to what I have to say. It must be of God. Because up to now, I have a great sense of inadequacy uh, in ministering to them. 
but it is the Lord's work and I'm sure the Lord will bless it. Okay, now coming, coming back to the future of this ministry, um, <coughs> as far as Lee is concerned, I think when he comes, the first priority is the language. It's, uh, it's very important that he gets it. I think he can probably get it in two years, and so that is quite good. And then, uh, the future. Well, I think there is enough room in this present Hong Kong ministry for even more than one man. Lee has so much contacts in America, uh, overseas Chinese, who want to make their life count. And I think there is enough room in the future for more of them to come. Now this is quite important and I will develop these thick thoughts as I go along. But for a long time I've been really, you know what I have been sharing and we have been talking and one of the things I feel is the ministry in America has so much resources, so many men growing up and there's a responsibility for these resources to be shared. And I think there is no other mission field that is bigger than China. I really believe that the coming of Lee to Hong Kong will not only be a blessing for us and for him, but also for the, for the ministry in America. I think there is something, there must be a challenge and a, and a, and a big enough uh, goal outside America that your network will invest themselves on and I think China is big enough so with Lee coming to Hong Kong I think this businessman ministry in Hong Kong is is big enough to to not only take Lee but probably even a few more now once the ministry in Hong Kong is developed the same principles apply Obviously, this bunch of businessmen, men like Victor and John, has resources to share. And then they need to be focused into the target, into China. Men need to go there. And, uh, and it's just an exciting vision to see how if the network in America will then focus their resources and energy together with the brothers in Hong Kong to start a mission a mission movement into the mainland and send men and, and material to to this big country and you see them coming to know Christ I'm sure the Lord will use many other movements too but we still so as I have told Lee many times that his coming to Hong Kong will be a blessing to the network in America. I certainly hope that this is not just a one-time occasion, but Lee will be the first and then many more, not only to Hong Kong, but even to China in the years to come. That this mission activity will not just bless the people here but as the network prays for the people and and uh, stand behind them they will be caught up in the thrill of mission work and the thrill of seeing pagans turning to Christ
That's my prayer. Now it's also because of this reason that I still feel very strongly that I myself should go to China. I think if I don't go, then I hope I can lightly spearhead a movement that will spring from Hong Kong to China. And I think as Lee well know that I'm hoping to be able to step into China in 1987. Maybe even earlier, I don't know. It all depends on how the ministry developed here in Hong Kong and how soon I can work out an angle to go in. Things are still pretty dark and uncertain and I have to leave it to the Lord. So, uh, I really would just uh, leave it to, to the Lord. But I'm sure things can be worked out. Now, going back to Lee, the present plan seems encouraging. He plans to, as I understand, raise support for two years and then hopefully to be, to go on then to, to raise, to earn enough money to, uh, to be financially independent. <clears throat> I think basically this is a good plan. This is a good plan because number one, he then has two years to learn the language and he needs that. It is almost uh, so important that if he doesn't have a language, he, he will find himself working with just not even one hand but maybe one finger. Now, uh, after two years then, he will have more time to, to sort of uh, make some money and he perhaps can be financially independent. <coughs> so that's good too because then he will not just have an artificial cover because he genuinely has a real cover, whatever he does, as a stockbroker maybe. Now this will be an advantage over an artificial cover. By an artificial cover, I mean just like Ken Chok, who calls himself a businessman, but the whole world knows he's not a businessman. And uh, that's an artificial cover. So that's not ideal because it's a matter of time before people know that it is an artificial cover. So obviously a real cover is better than an artificial cover. And for this reason, this is a good strategy. However, uh, on, the other, on the other hand, several things to bear in mind. One is, uh, it might be that the ministry might be growing so rapidly uh, as in certain places that Paul has been. With such a booming ministry, he sometimes has to stop working. And I have a suspicion that after Lee comes, there will be so many good men coming up. I mean, bonafide real good men who want to grow that two years down the road, he may find himself having so many men that I'm not sure how much time he can spend in making money. So, uh, of course, one can cut back and don't help this man. But what if all these men are generally good, hungry, wants to grow? So, in fact, Lee might face a situation two years down the road. So anyway, I'm sure some of these tensions can be worked out. 
But this is just to bear in mind that the ministry might be so blossom, might blossom so much that maybe two years down the road, he might have to still be partially supported so that he can still spend enough time on the ministry. Of course, the Lord can always work things out. In my case, for instance, I, my job is still pretty free. In fact, today, for example, Victor's father is sick and I'm going with him to visit his father at 11.30. And because my job is so flexible, I can afford to do that. Now, Lee will have to find such a job. Then, second thing is, uh, I just would feel that if there is still this this relationship with the American network, you'll be good for the network in America. But anyway, it's two years down the road and I do not know what will happen. So, we'll just see what happens. But I think for the time being, it is probably a good plan. Just to keep one's mind open and see how the Lord leads. Now also, another thing to bear in mind is probably two years down the road, I do plan to go to China and the businessman ministry will will have to be born entirely by Lee. So uh, that will also mean that it will be an extra load for him. But again, as I said, it's two years down the road. So we can just uh, wait and see and get the first step moving first. Now, uh, Besides all this, I think I have nearly said all I have to say, uh, all I have to say. Uh, I'm sure the Lord will move ahead of us, make things real. Personally, I think uh, this will be a good time for Lee. I have, as, I have said, as I have said to Lee before, uh, I think what he needs now, seeing that he has been to seminary and all these years of exposure in Christianity, he needs to be really involved in a in a good grassroots, bona fide grassroots type of ministry. And I really sincerely believe that his coming to Hong Kong is also good for him. It is a chance to get involved in a real grassroots ministry. I also feel that we probably can uh, offer a lot of uh, good supervision or call it fellowship with him for we have developed many already many uh, techniques and uh, and many sort of uh, 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 many develop a style of ministry that seems to work here and I really don't think there's I really think that this will be a good place for Lee to be involved in, in this kind of ministry. And I'm sure it will be a good many fruitful years for him. So even if he only come for a few years, it will be good for him. But much more if he give himself his life for this movement, for the evangelization of the target, for the billion and the millions who who have never known Christ, never heard, he will even be of greater significance. And uh, 
I look with excitement to the future as to what God will do. I look with excitement to to how God will use these these ideas that we have talked about years ago, Walt. I still remember how we debated about the non-organizational work, the uh, whether it will work. And uh, even today, I'm sure you experience how you talk about these things, and and even great wise people look at you and and you know in your heart they don't understand one bit what you're talking about. But even years ago, we we are not sure. We we feel that. Maybe we should go the non-organizational way. And now it is uh, many years down the road. I came to America in 1974 and I left in 75. Today is 1985, so it's already 10 years. Well, I couldn't say that it, it, def it has worked, but we have seen how the Lord has blessed this ministry. Uh, I'm so excited to see a network in America. And by God's grace, may He use this movement uh, to reach many, to reach this final frontier of missions. And to, as you say, start a prairie fire in America. That we may mobilize the laymen to, to active service for Christ. And we have seen so little in these 10 years, just the beginning of something. I look to the Lord that He will do things unimaginable, beyond our dreams, that it will be a movement that will grip the heart of man, something that is from the Bible and yet something new that will reach the world, that will grip the imagination of the 20th century men, and that will conquer the world for Christ. Well, I say goodbye now, and I look forward to see you, Lee. Uh, I'm sure the Lord will bless, and the Lord will be with us.